Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I'm delighted to introduce my husband, Pastor Tim Hogan. Amen. Mighty man of God. Good morning. Good morning. So, give you a little background. Probably about a year ago, probably about a year ago, my wife and I and some others in the church were up in Conway. And we had stopped by Hobby Lobby, just looking around. And, and I'm not really a Hobby Lobby person, but I've since turned into a Hobby Lobby person because they've got a lot of neat stuff in there. But somewhere in there, I picked up, or no, no. Before we started, before we got there, I let my wife and Pastor Dan and them listen to a song and this song has stuck with me. It came out in 1975, so I was three years old when it came out. <laughs> and uh, I didn't hear it, but we were in music class in elementary school, and our teacher at that time, you know, I don't know. But anyway, she played the song in there, and this song, and it's about a little shark. But <laughs> And then so we were in Hobby Lobby, and they picked this shark up, and they came to me and said, hey. You can do a message out of this, you know, the sharks. And I'm like, nah, and just kind of one thing led to another. And uh, I don't remember how it went. But anyway, we came home with this shark, and it's been in my closet ever since. And so it's just been waiting. The shark's been kind of waiting in there for today. Today is like the shark's birthday. He's been... <laughs> been put up he's been getting bigger and now it's time for him to come out that wasn't the same but uh so so that's where this message is coming from and it's it's not really so much a message as it is a story when when I was doing all this it's kind of it's kind of uh and uh so that's that's how we'll start out today but first I want to thank all of you for coming this morning I don't know, and I know we, we're on Facebook and stuff, but, you know, I just love my church. I love the people here. I love their heart. I love their their ability to overcome anything that's in their way and just put Jesus first and, over, you know, and be an overcomer because that's what it's all about. You know, we've got a lot of things in our life that goes on, and, and some things will drag you down. They just kind of weigh on you. But anytime I come here, it's just smiles. It's it's just warmth and love, and it's it's just always great to be in the presence of God. But it's even better to be in the presence of God with you all. So I thank you. And online, if you don't have a church home, I want to invite you out to Freedom Ministries. If you don't live in Crossit, there's other churches out there, and I just encourage you to go find one for yourself. Find one where you feel comfortable. Find one where they definitely preach the word, and Find one that loves you the way that these people love me. And find one the way that I love them. Because you won't feel awkward when you start speaking in tongues, when you start doing a little dance. You know, people are not going to look at you because they're going to be like you. They're going to do the same things. So I just want to give honor to my apostle and to my wife for encouraging that atmosphere and keeping it pure and holy for Pastor Barbara for bringing the word time after time. As I've said, this has been in my closet for probably a year, so I don't know how I would manage if I had to preach every Sunday. 
So it's kudos to you. <laughs> just, but, uh, and I have preached since then. I just didn't preach the sharp. So, but anyway, <coughs> so we'll do a couple things and then we'll, in my message, you'll have something. We'll break in with a song here and there, but there's a purpose behind there. And, but there's a purpose in it. There's a purpose. Because I really want you, I want you to be where I'm at. I want you to be feeling the things that I'm feeling. But I'm going to snap you back out of it with a song that you're going to think, you know, because when you're in there and you're feeling that and you're in the spirit and you're just going with it and you're feeling it and you're in the moment and you're like, oh, whatever, what, however you feel during this, whether you're thinking about your life or whether you're thinking about the person sitting beside you thinking about their life, I want you to also keep in mind that, hey, this could be about me. Am I where I need to be? Am I doing the things I need to do? You know, so so in all that, I'll just start. And you know how they do in law and order. This story is fictional. Any person's represented or not real or whatever, you know, so that's my disclaimer for my book. So <coughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna kinda tell off on myself. I've spent more time being pregnant for a long, long time over this message, and they just sit there, and then I'll think of something else. I'll be going down the road, and Angie will say something, so I'll put them in my notes, you know, in my phone, and all this stuff. So it's been building up. It's been getting bigger and bigger, but sometimes you just got to release something, and that's what happened. That's what happened, because I called, or I texted Angie, and I said, hey, who's preaching this Sunday? Because all of a sudden, it started, you know, my, my contractions started getting more and more. And I started saying, hey, it must be time for this thing to get released. So it's time. So after a year, probably nine months, I don't know. But after a year, it's time for this thing to come out. Because I've, I've, it's come to fruition. It's as big as it needs to get. And I, you know, let's just say, all I know is I've had some grandbabies. And they said, that baby was big. So, so sometimes it's time to come out. So that's where we're going to be. All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just take you on a little story. And, and I don't normally title my messages, but today I put surviving in shark-infested waters. And, Julie, you did an awesome job on the bulletin. The second it came out, everybody was like, whoa, did you see that? Did you? And all this, it was amazing, and I appreciate it. It would look very, very good, very professional. All right. So, and I've even... To make it easy for the ones that fall asleep in my message, I've, I've made it easy because i got like part one, part two, and I'm going to tell you when we change parts. So if you wake up, so here I am. I'm just a normal guy. So I'm at the beach, and, you know, people take books to the beach. I don't because I personally don't like to read. But this guy here, he likes to read. So he starts reading the Bible, and I don't know why he's reading the Bible. It's, it's just a story, okay? But he's reading the Bible. So he starts reading, you know, in the first of the Bible. It's pretty awesome. It's, there's some creation stuff. He starts creating the world, and he puts water and earth and mountains and stuff. So that's in the very beginning. And then the next thing, you know, you got this little woman over here. She's probably a frail little woman, you know. I don't know. She could be. What's Xena, Princess Warrior? I don't know. She could be her. But anyway, there's this woman, and all of a sudden there's this serpent that comes around, and, and this serpent is talking to her. So now I'm reading this book, and I think, well, I thought it was a science fiction book. But now I don't know what kind of – it's like a Planet of the Apes thing where the animals start talking to you, and then they're going to take over the world. So that's what I'm thinking this book is going to be. And I'm like, I can, I'm still going to read this book. So – I start reading some more, and then I get into the, you know, there's a murder that happens. You know, somebody hits somebody with a rock and all this stuff, and the blood cries out, and I'm like, this book's going to be. Somebody begat somebody. 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 And all of a sudden, I just fall asleep right there because begetting is, 
it's pretty it's pretty interesting maybe the first or second you can follow it but after that you just kind of lose track and then you know for all y'all that read the bible you probably had to go back and look at that but the first time you read it you know you fell asleep don't be don't be trying to act like you didn't so here i am i was reading the bible on the beach and all of a sudden i just passed out at the baguettes so so that's just me so anyway i'm here i'm sleeping you know i got my umbrella in the sand and all this stuff and i'm sleeping and all of a sudden I've, I've been there a while so i'm just starting to sweat and i feel a little bit of sweat coming down my cheeks so i wake up start waking up and then i look and i just kind of notice some stuff you know the the sun has moved so my umbrella is not really shading me anymore so it just you know the day has passed don't know how long I've been sleeping. Probably not real long out in the sun, or I'd be all burnt and stuff. But it was, and I sat up in my saint in my chair, and I'm thinking, you know, it's pretty nice out here. It's good to be on vacation. It's good to be out. You know, I'm over here on the east coast. I'm on the beach. I don't ever get to come over here. It's a long way from my house. For some reason, my wife didn't come down with me today. She's up in the balcony drinking coffee, just sitting there doing whatever women do. So I'm out here by myself, so I'm thinking this is a pretty good life, you know, thinking what we're going to do later. We'll probably go eat some crabs or some shrimp or something like that. Just vacation stuff, you know, nothing really going on. And then I realized, you know, I'm pretty hot. Been sweating. So the best thing to do in that situation is go out in the ocean because here in my cooler, but there's no point in opening it right now because I'm all hot and nasty. So let me just go jump out into the ocean. I'll come back and I'll get into my ice chest here. And the good thing about that right now, my wife is up in the up in the uh, hotel on the balcony. So she's not going to see me drink this six-pack, which is okay. Now let me let me just say it doesn't bother me if she sees me or not because when we're at home, I'm drinking, you know, here and there. It doesn't really matter. It's I just drink. It's, it's no big treat for me, you know. So I'm drinking. So I'm going to go drink this. And I'm going to drink it without my wife looking at me with those Chick-fil-A eyes, you know. Do you know what Chick-fil-A eyes are? Those are the eyes that these, all these Christians out there thinking, ooh, Chick-fil-A is the greatest. I'm going to boycott this. I'm going to boycott that. So it's just judgmental eyes, you know. Uh, I'll be, you know, okay. So, so anyway, so before I'm going to go out in the ocean. So I'm, I'm out in the ocean now. I wait out there, and I'm sweating out a little bit, cooling down. Just the, just, you know, I'm over my head. I'm not way out. I'm, I'm just there. I'm watching the little fish swim around. I'm just out treading water. Then all of a sudden it happens. Something grabs my leg. It starts taking me. You can feel the teeth on it. It's not taking me deeper. It's taking me out. So I'm not really going deeper. I'm going out, okay? Now, a shark has attacked me. The shark has got me. He's got my leg, and he's carrying me wherever he wants me to go. I'm helpless. I'm just a little, I'm not going to tell you my weight. I'm a little some pound man that's just flailing out here. So he carries me out there, and I'm, I'm telling you I'm going out. I'm going out. And then all of a sudden he lets go. And, you know, I popped back up to the surface, and like I said, I wasn't real deep, but I was, I was had a shark attack, shark attack. All right, let me, hold on. No. So, I'm, I'm, so, I'm free, I'm free. So, I'm popped back up, and now there's a couple minutes passed, and now I've got to decide what's next. You know, what do I do? Because my leg is just apart it's torn to shreds it's hurting it's excruciating pain so now I've got to I've got to assess my situation and how do I get out of this because I'm a I'm a pretty knowledgeable fella you know I've survived the world I made it 47 years and I'm not dead yet so I can get out of some things so I, I just think uh, where is this shark at now you know is, is does he have friends I don't know so am I going to live through this so I look up at the sun and I wonder, is this going to be my last day to live? And we'll just go ahead and play this little song real quick. Mm -hmm. 
We are here on the beach where a giant shark has just eaten a girl swimmer. Well, Mr. Swimmer. Jaws, how was it? Darn, oh my! And what did she say when you grabbed her? Please, Mr. Please. I know sharks are stupid, but what did you think when you took the name? I can't the local sheriff. Sheriff Brody, the shark will be back for lunch. What do you intend to do? Just arriving is oceanographer Matt Hooper. Sir, if someone is attacked by a shark, what should they do? We are going aboard the fishing boat of Captain Quint. Captain, will you be able to catch this giant shark? Thank you, Captain. Captain? Captain? Captain, when you catch one of these sharks, what do you feel like? Like a rhinestone cowboy. We've just sighted the shark again. He's coming straight for us. Captain Quint is shouting something at him. Get your baby one of these nights. Hey, Jaws, the captain says he's going to catch you. What do you think of that? Uh-oh, here he comes again. They've hit him. Mr. Jaws, why don't? Mr. Jaws, why are you grabbing my hand? Wouldn't you give your hand to a friend? No, wait. Mr. Jaws, that's not the way this record is supposed to end. Help! Help! Alrighty, so at the end of the song, it says that's not how this is supposed to end. You know, so I want you to keep that in mind. We're going to go with that for a little bit. That's... It's all about seeing, this message is all about seeing and how it'll carry you into the darkness. Because, well, let me, let me scoot back. But I want you to remember that. It's not supposed to end like this. Alrighty. So now I'm out in the ocean and I'm sitting, we're back on the story. I'm, back, I'm out in the ocean. My leg is hurting. I'm trying to think of how to get myself out of this. So let me read you a scripture in 2 Timothy, and I'm going to read a lot of scriptures so you don't have to turn there. And I'm going to tell you there's a couple of scriptures in here that I kind of, I don't know how to, I don't know the right words. I used a little loose different than what I'm saying, but you'll get my drift as we go through them. And there's some that are just right on point because that's how God he is. All right, 2 Timothy 3, 14 through 17. Now remember, I'm trying to figure out how to get out of all this. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, faith which, in, which is in Jesus Christ. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, correction, for instruction. Now, what that says is I'm out here trying to figure out how to get out of something. Now, I'm trying to get out of something natural, and this is talking about something else. But he says I should have learned stuff since I was a kid. I should have made the wise unto salvation. This person right now needs somebody to save them. So then I should have been worried about this since I was a kid because I'm going somewhere that I don't need to be, that I can't get out of by myself. So I should have been studying some scriptures by myself since I was a kid. In verse 16, it says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God, profitable to doctrine, reproof, and correction. And that doesn't apply here. But then it says instruction. So that implies, that's how am I going to get out of this situation? Hopefully, I've been studying for it since I was a kid. But this guy, he's just a regular dude, you know. He's, he's going to heaven with the rest of them. He just doesn't have to give his life you know, holy and completely, whatever y'all do on Sundays and Saturdays and Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays, because I got to work five days a week, and I get two days off, and y'all trying to take one of those days, too. Come on, now. It doesn't, be realistic. I got to have some me time. So that's what this guy's thinking his whole life, is to try to figure out, how do I get out of this? And your natural reaction is, I'm going to run from this, but I can't run. I'm damaged. I was a long ways off. I probably can't swim back because it hurts just to tread water. I'm, I'm about to, if I try to swim, I'll probably pass out. I won't make it. So I don't know what I'm going to do. So running is not an option. I can't run from whatever I've got myself into. It's not an option. It's just not going to happen. All right, so now 
I'm in part three. God, I haven't been in the water long. Surely somebody will see me. Somebody saw me come out here. Somebody, you know, it's a, it's a busy, crowded beach. Somebody's going to see me, and they're going to come help me. I screamed, help, 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 help. And all of a sudden it happens. Boom. He's got me again, but he's got me a good bite this time. He's got me all around my midsection. There's no coming out of it. And this time he's not going this way. He's going this way. He's taking me deeper and deeper and deeper. And, and I don't know if you know anything about sharks. I don't know anything about them. But I imagine, you know, I'm just looking up. I look up. And if you've ever been under the water, you can see the sun. But the deeper you get, the fainter that sun gets. So that's what's happening. I'm going down. And I'm seeing the light get less and less and less. It's just going. I mean, there's, it's like, like what's happening. It's just getting dark. It's getting dark. So how am I going to get out of this? Oh, my goodness. So I just yell, help. Help. Nothing. So the sun faded into complete darkness. Now there's no more light. And again, at the end of the Mr. Jaws, he says it's not supposed to end like this. Well, let me tell you today that God and Satan, they've got two different plans for your life. Two different plans. So I don't know how you think your life is going to end. But I know it's going to end. It may end in the rapture. It may end in the car wreck. It may end tomorrow. It may end two years from now. I don't know, but it's going to end. And they've got two different plans, so you've got to be careful which plan you're going to try to follow. Acts, 20, Acts 2, 17 through 21. And it shall come to all men shall dream dreams. And my servants and my handmaidens I will pour out into those last days in... Um, I'm not reading correct. I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above, and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor and smoke. Now here's the one that's relevant to us. And the, the sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood. You know, we know that's the end times. But I'm telling you right now, my world just got dark. It got dark. Was it because of sin? We'll get into that. But my, whatever happened, my world just got dark. My son was turned into darkness. Now, I don't know. You know, we know that there's lifeguards on a beach out there. I don't really think a lifeguard is going to help this guy in this situation. Because what's he going to do? He's not going to. You, you can't just wave a red flag and let the shark come by. You can't distract the shark. He's got his food and he's going down. He's fixing to go down there and eat. So a lifeguard is going to do you no good, no good at this point. So what's his only hope? His only hope, his only prayer at this point, be translated. So we know in the Bible that Enoch walked with God and then he was not. Now that's, that's the most common reference, I guess you'll say. I think... I think it was just two people. I didn't look that up. I think it's just two people that were translated. So your chances of translating are pretty slim. But what other hope does he have? I don't know. What hope? What hope do you have? Second Timothy three fifteen said, and that from a child. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make these wise unto salvation. We need a savior. And it's better to have one now than to when you're in that trouble. Because what's going to happen is you're going to be having Allah as your savior. You're going to be having Buddha. You're going to be having the yin-yang symbols. And then you're going to find out, well, my savior is not really strong enough for this situation. But you don't have time to change in that situation. You've got to make sure that your Savior is right for every situation that you get in. Every situation that your friends can get in. Every situation that your family can get in. You need a Savior that can handle anything under the sun. You need a Savior that's been there, done that. He's got the t-shirt. You need a Savior that's going to just take over your life in, in this situation and translate you from this point, from being bloody and captive in the darkness. You need him 
So it's going to be too late when you're in that situation to find out is your God God enough. So you got to know ahead of time. Sin. I don't know if I want to use that right now. Sin, sin is darkness and God is light. Now the shark carrying, like I said earlier, the shark carrying him into the dark is just a metaphor for going deeper and deeper into sin. You know, when you're in sin, you're in the dark and you can't see to find your way out. You need some light. Now when it's dark, you need some light. If we come in here at night and we turn all the lights off, I cannot tell you where the door is at because it's dark. I need a little bit of light. But when you're in that situation and there's no light to guide you, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You've got to have some light. Where do you find the light? Well, God is light. That's where you find it. Not Allah, Buddha, any of them, whoever else is claiming to be a God, I don't know. That They're light. So let me tell you some scriptures. So, and, and this is something, whether this guy was dark, he could not see anything. He had done said the sun had gone away. It was dark. So he needs some light in his life. And God's, God is, whether he's your God or not, he's the light. It doesn't matter if you acknowledge it or not, he's the light. Exodus 24, 17, And the sight of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. He was a bright light up there. Hebrews 1, 3, Who is being the brightness of his glory and the expressed image of his person? Psalms 119, verse 105, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. John 8, 12, When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of this world. Who follows me will never walk in darkness, but would have everlasting life. Ephesians 5, 14, Awake thou sleepest, arise from the dead, and Christ will give thee light. Psalms 27, 1, The Lord is my light and my salvation. And I put those in a certain order, because I wanted to build up how he was the light, and then I wanted to put in there how the light can help you. Because the last one I said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. There's your Savior. There's your lifeguard right there. When you're in the darkness, when there's nothing that you can do to get yourself out of it, there's no money you can pay uh, Melissa here to get you out of it. You know, you're stuck in a ditch and her four-wheel drive is just not enough. You've got to have light in the darkness. You've got to be able to see your way out. That light is going to come into your life and it's going to illuminate everything around you. And you're going to be able to see the door over here. You're going to be able to see the door over there. You're going to be able to see the pathway that you should take out of this. Because God is the light. And He is your Savior. So this we're, we're moving into part number five. And we're coming in, coming in quick, but we're getting there. And hopefully we've decided that this fellow just needs to call on Jesus. At this point, he needs mercy, and he's great. he needs grace, and there's nothing else that's going to save him. There's nobody that's down there. Nobody's coming for him. He's just downgraded. But, is this, but like I said earlier, translated is not really an option. There were two people, and they were a long time ago, and their life was a whole lot better than what his life was. You know, you don't just get to raise your hand and say, translate me. It doesn't work that way. You've got, <laughs> you know, uh, all the great people that you've known, they didn't get translated. How about that? We'll just put it there. Anybody who you think was on, they just passed on and hopefully went to heaven. So, this fella, he's, he's going down. He's almost out of breath. He didn't have a lot of time to think of it, but he thought of it a little bit. And he said, I've, I've got to give it one try. So, he says, and remember, he's going down. He doesn't have much breath. So he says, Lord, in his mind, Lord, help me. Lord, I accept your, your saving grace on my life. And he says all this stuff that he needs to say. And that he, you know, he said the sinner's prayer. All this. And then all of a sudden the shark lets him go. Now he doesn't have much breath left in him because he used it all. Saving it, holding it, whatever. So he's just floating up to the top. Floating, but he's not floating fast because the air is what carries you up. He's not floating up fast, but he's floating. So then 
then they, uh, he gets to the top. All of a sudden, there's a lifeguard there on a jet ski. They, somebody saw him go under. They're out there looking for him. But, of course, they wasn't going to get off their jet skis and jump in for him because there was a shark out there. So when he comes up, they grab him and they pull him on the jet ski. And then they whisk him away to the shore. Now he's safe and he's on dry land. He's hurt. He's unconscious. Hasn't woken up. They carry his lifeless body to the shore. Did he make it in time? Do you want to wait till it's that close before you start praying? James 1, 14 through 15 says, But every man is tempted. No, let me go back just a little bit. All right, so he's been in the hospital. And he's starting to wake up. First he starts hearing some things, and then he opens his eyes, and his wife sees him open his eyes, and she's like, oh, I love you, you know. She's there. So now they're at home. He's, he's recovered. They're at home. And he tells her how he got free. Now remember, this is the Chick-fil-A lady. She's all in. So he says, I now know the power of God. I was saved that day in more than one way. I was saved from the shark and my life was saved. So then he tells her. Tells her all I wanted to do, I was just going to cool down and go drink the beer. But I I don't know if you caught it or not because I purposely put it this way. The man never drank the beer. So did he sin that day? I don't know. But I know his intent to sin never made it to where he was going to go to. I never got to drink the beer. So in his mind, he was thinking, I'm just a Christian. I'm going to heaven. But he was doing some things that weren't right in the eyes of God. Whether it was just drinking a beer, whether it was something else, he wasn't right with God. And he knew it. He just didn't want to accept it because it was okay to go to church on Sundays and sit there and Raise your hand, sing the songs, put a little bit of money in the offering, you know. Because you can live that way. You can live your whole life that way. But at the end of your life, what's going to happen? You better know. You better know. I was saved in more ways than one that day. So then he, he thinks of the scripture. But every and when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed, then when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin. And when it is finished, it brings forth death. So that's the progression of sin. He was just thinking about it. He didn't even do it. But all of a sudden, I'm dead. I'm in the darkest place of my life. Some place I could never get to just on my own. I had to have a little help. I had to use my... I didn't realize it was Satan, but I was heading this way the whole time in my natural life. In my spiritual life, I was getting darker and darker and darker. And I never realized it. Because I was just being enticed. That lust was coming over me. And it was carrying me to death. And that's something that a lot of us don't see because it creeps in. You get immune to little things. What you call it, uh, getting acclimated to things. You'll acclimate yourself to a little more sin and a little more sin and a little more sin. A little more sin. The whole So watch out. When you go to church, be at church for the right reasons. And be in church wholeheartedly. So he tells, his, he tells her, his wife, he said, I heard the scripture when I was going under. And you got your Bible. I'm going to ask if you'll, uh, that sin scripture you were talking about a while ago. Uh, sin is law. Uh, what was that? So I'll ask you to look that up for me for just a second. And, uh, he tells his wife on his on his way down, I heard this scripture. For sin shall not have dominion, dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. So this is one of those scriptures I was telling you that I, I took a little liberty with. Romans 6.14. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under water, but under grace. I changed law to water. And uh. I need that grace in my life. And this fellow needed that grace in his life. Because 
here. I'm going down. First Corinthians fifteen fifty six. of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law the strength of sin is the law for sin shall not have dominion over you for you are not under the law the law is the strength and we're replacing strength with water you're not under that water you're not into being Christ Hebrews 4 16 says let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace and obtain mercy so now now that I've been saved and now that I realize who I am, I don't have to whisper, I don't have to wimp, whisper a wimpy little prayer because I can come boldly into the throne room. I can call boldly upon my God. I can scream. I can shout. I can do whatever in reverence, of course, but I know who my God is. I know that my God is greater than any situation that I'm going to get into. I know that he can pull me out of anything, whether it's shark-infested waters or whether it's a baby pool with pee in it. doesn't matter. He can get me out of it. My God is a God above all gods. My God is the greatest thing ever. And I don't care who your God is. But because when we go to battle, whether you're Goliath or whoever you are, my God is going to whip you. That's why I'm bold. That's why I'm bold. I was dying under the water and God saved me. Dark under there, but kept getting deeper and deep, deeper. But you see, it was the light that carried me to the top of the water. It wasn't the air in my lungs. My air had been expired. It was gone. I was saved from the water. I was saved from the sin that I was in. It was washed away. I was saved that day, I'm telling you. The devil didn't have a hold on me anymore. That shark didn't have a hold on me anymore. Colossians 1.12 Giving thanks unto the Father which had made us meet and be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So he did get translated, just not the same translation. His, his natural body didn't just come away, but he was translated from the darkness into the light, all by a little prayer over a, to a God that's more powerful than any other God that has ever been or ever will be or ever could be. His God, he figured out, my God is powerful. My God can get me out of this situation. I'm dying here in the midst of my sin, but they actually are real bad, and I don't even see it, but my God can shine the light on that. He can expose that. That's, that's those deliverance. I had a scripture in there, a deliverance about how everything is exposed by the light. What do you think the light is? It's the anointing in the prayer. It's the anointing on somebody's life to come out and say, you need to stop doing this. You need to stop doing that. That's what the light is all about. The light fills you up, and this is the difference between Satan and, and the devil. The devil leaves you wanting more. This guy wanted a beer, and he kept on going. The devil leaves you wanting more, but God's going to fill you up to overflowing, and you can't stop giving out. You'll be overflowing, and you'll be giving, and you're giving, and you're giving, and you're giving, but you never run out of what God has for you. That night, that light never ceases in your life because you keep pouring into the Word. You keep pulling out of it. You keep pulling out of it. You keep coming to prayer. You keep worshiping. You keep doing all the things because you love your God, because He saved you. He pulled you out of the darkness. He led you from somewhere that you didn't even realize that you didn't need to be. Maybe you did. Maybe you was doing the drugs and everybody kept telling you, you need to stop this, Tim. You need to stop that, Tim. Maybe that's your case. It doesn't matter what your case is. He can save you. He can save you from that darkness of the sin. You know, there's something else about the light. And we'll, but the sun is always shining no matter what. The sun always shines. Now, you know what happens? The world turns. So if you don't have light in your life, what's happened? You done turned. So, oh my goodness. So all you got to do is just turn back around. Repent means to turn, quit going this way and go this way. Go to the light. Go to the light because that light is always shining. It's always going to be there for you. It's never going to let you down. It's going to be everything that you need it to be because that's what God is. All right. So part number six. So now Stephen, he's 
His name is Stephen, by the way. I didn't tell you that on purpose. So now he's back to work. He's sitting there and he's talking with a co-worker and that co-worker says, it's okay. So, the co-worker says, we'll just do a little bit of sin. Whatever, it is on the hunt. It's on the hunt for you. It doesn't matter if you're looking at a song from 1975 or Baby Shark from last year. It's telling you that Satan is on the hunt for you. It doesn't matter if you're sinning a little bit, just a little bit, once a day. Once a day. It doesn't hurt anybody. Once a day. And it's right before I go to bed, too. So, you know, I'm wound down, so it's probably not a big sin. Doesn't matter if it's that, or with whether you're running a uh, what sex trafficking ring or something. Whether you're sinning real big, Satan is on the hunt for you. He is on the hunt. So, I'm worried about that. All right. So my name is. You know, he was getting stoned and everything. But just before the end, he says he looked up. Acts 7.55 says, Stephen, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God standing and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. My name is Stephen, and I'm kind of like Stephen. I looked up. I was, in, I was at the end of my life, and I looked up. And I saw the light. You know, it says he saw God, but we just learned that God is a light. I saw a light coming to get me in the depths of my sin, way down under the water where I thought my life was fishing to end. That light come and got me out of that. And the next thing I know, I wake up and I'm in the hospital. When I open my eyes, I see the bright hospital lights. There's light all around my life. The light saved me, just like Stephen in the Bible. Stephen went to sleep. So what I'm telling you again is one day you're going to die. So what you do until then, the only way to get out of that is for Jesus. So until I die, I'm Stephen. Others get saved. I'm going to preach the word. I'm going to spread the gospel. I don't have to be preaching up here. I can be preaching out in the streets or I can be preaching to my family or anything like that. It doesn't have to be a formal preaching. But I have to. I have to tell the people about Jesus, the one that saved me. I have to tell them how the light came and pulled me out of the depths of my sin. It's just a must. 1 Peter 2.9, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special people, that you declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into the wonderful light. I have to spread that message. If I didn't, I wouldn't be doing justice. You wouldn't be my friend if I didn't tell you because I'd be holding back from you. You wouldn't be my family if Timothy 2, 24 and 26, and the servant of the Lord must not strive but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, be patient, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If, if God peradventure will give the repentance to the acknowledging of the truth and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. So if you're not seeing the light, I'm here for you today. 
if you're not seeing the light, there's got to be something wrong. Maybe your eyes are closed. Maybe you need to somebody to just spit in your eyes to wipe them clean. But the light is there. It's always there. We, we found that out. The sun is always shining no matter where you're at. It's always there. So you've got to come to the light. You've got to come to the realization that you need the light, that there's no other God before you. There's no other God after. It doesn't matter. So, so if you're at home on Facebook and you just feel a pull to the light, or if you're not feeling the pull but you know you need the light, just, just say the sinner's prayer with me. If you're here in the, in the audience and, and you've been in sin and you need the life that you're living, it's an instant. Bam. Now, some of the troubles are there, but the joy that's inside of you, he put that deep inside, and it's there to stay. And it's, it can be so wonderful. It's just a wonderful feeling when you get saved. You want to go out. It's not like you're when you leave, you make a little plan, and I'm going to tell this person, this person. No. When you get saved, you just want to tell the first person you see. I'm sorry if my wife is down the road and I didn't make it to her before I told 12 people. I'm excited. I love God. I want to tell somebody because what I know what he did for me. When I got up from that altar, I felt refreshed. I felt clean. I felt washed. And when I get home and I tell my wife, it's not going to be any less than what I told the 12 people on the way. Because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's never going to change. And he's always going to be there for you. And he's going to be there for you whether you're sitting on this pew or this pew or that pew or the pews in the back. He's the same God for you that he is for me. Pray and raise your hands to God and let him know that you love him. Let him know that you need him. Let him know that you want him in your life. Let him know that you, you're just going to live your life for him. God, I thank you today, God. God, I thank you for who you are and who you are in my life, God. I thank you for opening my eyes, God, that I can see the light today, Lord Jesus. I thank you for shining your rays down on me, God, in the depths of my darkness, God. When I'm in despair, when I'm in depression, God, you can come in and you pulled me up, Lord Jesus. Oh, you pulled me up out of that muck and that mire that I was in, Lord Jesus. Yes, God, there was nothing, nothing that had a hold on me that can... Keep a hold of me, God, because you're pulling me up into the heavens where the things can't go, Lord Jesus. There's no sin in heaven. There's not going to be any. And if there's any in me, God, I want it out, Lord Jesus. Yes, God, yes, God. I want that saving grace on my life, Lord Jesus. I want the kind that makes me break out into song and a dance, Lord Jesus. I want the kind that keeps a smile on my face all the time, God. I want the saving grace, God. I want to know that Jesus died on the cross for me, God. For no matter what I was doing, God, he died for me, Lord Jesus. Yes, God, he came to this earth, God. He left up there where there's all kinds of light, and he came, and he had stones thrown at him. He had all kinds of things done to him, and he did it for me, Lord God. I could have everlasting life, that I could be with my saints, with my friends and my family for eternity in heaven, that I could worship him from this day forward, from now until the end of time, until, yes, God, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you that there will be nothing else, God, left to, to, to do, Lord God. I thank you that you've done it all. I thank you that there, I thank you. You know what? I almost left this out. Let me tell you something. I'm, I'm going to talk to you for a second. There's, I've heard preachers say all the time that it doesn't matter what, let me tell you something that the devil has not and cannot counterfeit, the power of the cross. He hasn't tried it because he knows Hallelujah. it can't work. There's so much power in that cross that he just, he shuns away from it. He tries to act like it never even happened, that this guy never, but, but the heavens shook and the ground shook and everything happened. The devil cannot counterfeit the power of the cross. You can take that. And that's how you know that your God is bigger than all them other gods out there. That he can counterfeit everything he does that they do. But the power of the cross stands firm today as it did 2,000 years ago. It stands firm as it will 2,000 years from now. There is no taking back that Jesus died on the cross for you and for me. That we can have eternal life and more abundance. Oh, my goodness. Yes, 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 yes. And let me, let me tell you one more scripture, too, real quick. 
I, I forgot. These are the two things I forgot this morning. Isaiah 43, 2. You know, I went out of my pajamas, but I still went. And there was something in there from Marcerella. And it was on fasting. And then there was this scripture in there, so I just had to have it. I'm stealing it. Isaiah 43, verse 2. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. God is with you in the deepest waters of your life. And he's got his hand right there, and he'll pull you out. So, Lord, I thank you as my Savior, God. I thank you for being with me always. I thank you that you are the light of my life and that you are my, oh, the one that carried me out. And I thank you. And I thank you, Freedom Ministries, for supporting us today, God. Uh, God, I thank you that you're God over all. And I thank you that you are doing a mighty work through this, God. I thank you that, that people are just posting scriptures that don't normally post scriptures, God. I thank you that that light is pulling on them, God. It's tugging on their heartstrings, God. I thank you, God. That I thank you that this sickness even showed up so the people can see they need a Savior, God. I thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. I thank you, God, for just for being God of this world. I thank you for not going to heaven and just forgetting about us and waiting on us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.